I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, back by popular demand. Derek Sharp is with me today. We are watching the national championship game. It is not over. We will only give a partial score. Michigan is winning. Steve Bursnick is there in Houston. He is enjoying everything, and we don't want to detract from his ability to tell us what it was like at the Natty, especially if his Wolverines win. So uh, I'm sure we're going to talk all about Michigan and uh, maybe Washington tomorrow. And uh, I told you, Derek, I'm I'm privately rooting for Michael Penix Jr. just because, well, he's the homeboy. And then also I just think he's a great story. But uh, Michigan with a, with a fast start. And the Harbaugh's are there. Both John showed up on the field a little late, got the credential maybe, probably had to stop him <laughs> at the at the uh, window or whatever and say, hey, you look a lot like the coach of Michigan. Um, so that's cool. Those two, yeah. man, talk about a year, right? Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be a big one for both of them, of course. Uh, we're, we're doing this as it's around halftime. So if, uh, you know, Michael Penix led Washington to come back, disregard all of this. but <laughs> Exactly. Uh, both Harbaugh's could be uh, leading pretty big organizations into championships in the same year or ways away from it. But if it is Michigan, that's first time in a long time. I can't believe it was 1997 when I saw that. Wow. Makes kind of sense compared to uh, when you think about the SEC and all that's gone on in the last 20 years or so. Kind of actually makes sense. Back when they uh, voted for such national champions, oh my I imagine. Gosh. <laughs> uh, as part of my. Uh, fun jobs that I have at USF, not only doing play-by-play, I get to uh, do a podcast with Michael Kelly, and right. he just so happens to have been the CEO of the college football playoff when it began 10 oh years ago, and he actually runs me through that whole process. If you guys want to tune into the channel on Tuesday, he got it on Bulls Unlimited called Bulls Speed Ahead, and, and among the many things that he says, and it's like, okay, we just accepted it at the time is how it was, you know, Remember, it used to be where the sports writers picked the champions. So yeah. Anything is better than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't want to leave a bunch of ink stink guys, you know, in the <laughs> hospitality room because all it takes is just a little hospitality. You'll get their vote. But, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, I and I can remember, you know, they used to have the wire services. And so you'd have the AP and what was then called the UPI, United Press International. Wow. It's not in business anymore. But it was like you could have – the AP national champion was one team, but UPI had somebody else. It's just weird, man. But I uh, hadn't heard UPI. I did not think I'd get a UPI reference, but this is the one. <laughs> well, example you got to talk to somebody of, old like me. No, no, I, 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 I was a big fan, big fan of the UPI. You know who you, you know who, and you'll remember this name probably because you were, I'm sure you're a reader of the Tampa Bay Times. Um, and he was a colleague of mine when I first started there. Uh, Bruce Lowett used to work for UPI oh my in New York. Yeah, Bruce and Bruce did a lot of takeout writing for us and covered sports for us for years. And um, I got a unknown, Bruce Lowe story. Out. I got a Bruce Lowe story. After oh, I got a better one. I got a better one. I'll do mine first, and then you'll, you'll 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 say, "Yeah, I can't top it." Maybe I don't know. Who knows? So I'm talking to Bruce one day, and um, about his yep, days at the too. UPI, and he covered politics at times. Anyway, talk about you know 
moments in time, like where were you when? Hmm. How about 1969? He's at the Ambassador Hotel when Robert F. Kennedy is assassinated. Whoa. And is on the phone calling it in. Whoa. Hard to hard to be in a bigger history historical moment than that, as tragic as it was. So I, I talked a lot about that for a while with him. It was, well, mine's a little bit more lighthearted. Good. Um, <laughs> Nobody back died. In the, the beginning of sports radio, which uh-huh. I was on ground zero for here in uh, Tampa yes, Bay. Yes, you were. And we had a, a an idea for a show, and uh-huh. it kind of, I guess, was the precursor to what you guys, you and Tom did, but... Right. It was uh, the, the, the rotating show. So you had the morning show, you had the afternoon show, Steve Dumig, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a opening, I guess, of whatever it was, nine to noon, it doesn't matter, but the point was the host rotated, and oftentimes it was somebody in the media. Oh, wow. And I even re- uh, good old Hubert Mizell and others. Oh, and they, yeah. They love that uh, forum. Well, Bruce Lowett had some issues um, on the first <laughs> go-round. Now, remember, your first show hosting, you know. Oh, God. Oh, do I? (laughs) Yeah, I do. The painful 20 minutes, all 20 minutes of the first segment, I remember. Now, listen, I was there for it, and I don't remember it being that bad. Oh, it was horrible. But but Bruce Lowett uh, basically didn't realize that, unlike uh, when you're writing an article, Mm -hmm. where you can pause for 30 seconds. Take a little break, a little breather, yeah. And think of what you're going to write next, and no one knows. Mm-hmm. When you're doing a sports talk radio show and you can't think of what to say next, you kind of have to keep talking. Dead air is not the objective here. We don't so, want you know, dead I'm air. I'm like doing my own thing and I, and, I, and I hear the dead air. I'm like, okay, you'll, 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 you'll crank it back up here any second. <laughs> Didn't happen, right? 15 seconds later, I just said in his ear, <laughs> you got to keep talking, man. <laughs> so that was the one and only Bruce Lowett show, but you know. <laughs> I was a fan of his writing, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, he was good. And I'm sure he would have caught on if he'd have had just a few more reps because that is not something anyone is prepared for, for let me assure you. No, it's not. And it really isn't. You got to work hard at it. I I believe me, five years and and uh, I don't think you could ever perfect it, but um yeah. took five years just to be functional with it. Yeah, it's tough. So but but yeah. Better better than functional, my friend. Well, you know, I it's it's about reps, and so I finally had enough of those. So, uh, I guess we started with Michigan and, 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 or, and, uh, Washington, but now Washington has scored a touchdown. So this is great play by play for people that already know the result. If you oh, don't exa- exactly, Hey, you, you're, you're knowing how we reacted to the game yeah. and right now we are calling it early that Michigan's going to win, which means clearly by the time you hear this, it'll Washington be over. Washington would have taken all of it. Okay. Yeah. And they're crawling back in as we speak. So. <laughs> There's that. It's college football. You can't ever count anybody out, especially the Washington Huskies. All right, so um, here's who also you might not be able to count out, and that's Baker Mayfield. I was over at One Buck Place, had a chance to talk to Todd Bowles, who's a little under the weather, by the way. He would be on the injury report with an illness, I think, if uh, mm. they did such things for coaches. But that aside, um, you know, it, we won't know really what the status of Baker Mayfield is from an injury standpoint, whether he practices or doesn't. They got an extra bonus day on Wednesday. Wednesdays are typically Wednesday, Thursday, your big work days, but because they're playing on Monday night football, um, they'll have kind of a, you know, not even a walkthrough, just kind of a stand around deal out there. And then we'll get, we'll get to talk to a couple select players after that. And then Thursday becomes the first day of the work week. And, you know, Friday is a Thursday and so on. Um, and I don't know, 
really how much, you know, the, the practices are pretty light the first day anyway. They don't have helmets or shoulder pads or anything like that, or they don't have pad pads in a while. Um, but I don't know how much, you know, Mayfield would have or will practice. Here's what I've, you've done this for a while too, you know, Derek. I, I think the hardest thing to do is to measure how a quarterback's going to play if they haven't taken reps. Like, I know guys that can gut it out and get ready for Sunday or Saturday if you're playing college football. But boy, if you haven't been back there taking the reps, getting the live looks, you know, whatever speed that is at the time of the year. But if you haven't done that, I think it's hard just to show up. I think that's what hurt Trevor Lawrence when Jacksonville came down here. You know, he had been in concussion protocol. He wasn't really taken out of it until there was like an hour before they got on the airplane to come to Tampa. And he has all the talent in the world. He knew what to do, but he just didn't have the reps. And I, I think that that maybe that was a factor in this last game um, up at, uh, you know, Carolina. Now, it was windy. I think one thing that people couldn't see on television is that one side of the field, the side that he sort of underthrew Mike Evans, there was a really 19-mile-an-hour steady wind, like, and it was gusting higher than that. So that ball got knocked down a little bit. Um but but if you look at his numbers and just kind of reflecting on the game a little bit, um, you know, he, he hit like 12 of 32, which is a good number of attempts, but it was only for 137 yards. And so when you're not throwing the ball down the field, you have that little you know, yards per attempt in the passing game that, that I go back and kind of think about it. And it tells me that he wasn't comfortable hanging on to the football and letting things develop downfield. In other words, he was getting rid of that pretty fast because those completions were for very short yards. And so that's a lot of check downs, you know, a lot of balls in the flat, the running back, whatever. Um, I know the first two plays, they ran a slant to Mike and then I think a hitch to him. And that was his two of his three catches all day was the first two play calls. But after that, it, it was all out of sync. And, you know, he came in with the bad ribs. Um, and so I don't know how that affected him turning, throwing, all that stuff, especially down the field. But then he got hit a few times, and the one time he busted up his ankle pretty good. And then I think that it was sort of over for him in terms of like, look, we're in this game. If we can get one more score, we can get a third field goal, and it's a two-score game. Carolina hasn't scored in the last, you know, at that time, seven quarters because they got shut out before the Bucks played them. And they felt pretty good about the way their defense was going. So I think they got, or at least Baker got, depending on how much he, he changed at the line of scrimmage, pretty conservative just to protect himself, you know? Um, now I don't think they're going to be able to do that against Philadelphia as, as much as Philadelphia is struggling. Yeah, I was going to say that know, was, that's the main point right there. It really is because it, it explains a lot for sure, but I don't think it's going to fly. And anyone out there thinking Kyle Trask, I don't think so. No, I, and it, there was a, there was never a point that I thought that they would bring Kyle in unless he took a hit to where he couldn't get up, but the, you know how tough Baker is. The other thing I was thinking is this, and and it's something that I'll probably write about at some point in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com. Just you know, there, you know, Baker has had a a good to great year. I mean, I think when you when you stack everything up and you say, okay, where was he at? Where was this franchise at? How did they find each other? Why did this work? Uh, in in part, it worked because he took four million dollars. Quite frankly, now he's made a bunch of money in bonuses and stuff. And he made a million dollars the other day for winning the South. But that aside, um, you know, there were a lot of pieces here around Baker that, that he, he was attracted to and the stability of the franchise and all of that. 
And he, what he's done is, you know, career yards and passing, career yards and touchdowns, all of that stuff, right? He couldn't have asked for a, a better year in some respects. But if you go back and you look at the year, Derek, you see sort of what maybe Baker Mayfield is, which is a real competitor, kind of knows how to win, you know, will put himself in harm's way and sometimes to his own detriment because we've seen him get hurt. Uh, now, he's played through everything so far, but, you know, he, he he has been pretty nicked up. But it's not a smooth ride. In other words, like, you better have the seatbelts on. You know what I mean? Because he's going to take some turns that you're not ready for. And if you're not strapped in, there's gonna there were these games where, you know, it wasn't necessarily injury, but you go, hmm, okay. So they beat Atlanta, but he completed 48.3% of his passes. Well, that's not good. But the last drive, man, he was on fire. He made that big, you know, over route to Godwin, and next thing you know, it's a touchdown to Kate Otten, and they win. And same with Carolina the week before that, 48.3. 48.3 is anywhere in the neighborhood of what an NFL quarterback wants to do. You want to be 65% um, or better if you can. And and yet he still kind of, you know, he won those games, did, you know, played when he had to, or played made big plays when he had to. And then he goes to Green Bay, and it's like, holy smokies. <laughs> this dude just set – and think about this. I still kind of blown away by it. Uh, how many quarterbacks have been visiting quarterbacks at Lambeau Field? Storied Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. We're talking Staubach. We're talking Fran Tarkington, crazy Fran that we used to call him Uncle Fran. We're talking um, Aikman and Young and Montana and all these guys. And you're telling me that nobody, nobody had had a perfect passer rating that came into Lambeau from another team until Baker Mayfield, who absolutely lit it up. Like he was just could not miss. Right. And then he plays the next week. He goes against Jacksonville. He's got 30 up on the board, you know, by like halftime. And, and again, back to back, just masterpieces, throwing the ball down the field, intermediate throw, like everything's. uh, And then I know he got, I know he got busted up a little bit. um, And, you know, that happened towards the end of the, of the game against new Orleans, but he didn't start well and he didn't finish well in that game. And so now you get these, he's injured. Sure. But you get these back-to-back games that looked a lot like Atlanta and Carolina. So I'm just wondering if this is just sort of the Baker Mayfield experience. In other words, are you okay if you're the Buccaneers? And I think they are, but are you okay with saying, yeah, you know, it's not going to be Tom Brady where you know what you're getting every week. You know, the Tom Brady, you're going to get 325 yards plus, you're going to get two or three touchdowns, maybe zero to one interceptions, and about 68% completions. And he is not going to throw many picks for the year, but he's absolutely – some days he might throw for 450 or 500. He could throw it 60 times. He could throw it 35 times. He's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to find a way to win a game. You knew what you are going to get. I'm wondering with Baker if you just got to kind of like ride the Sheikra a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he's a winner, but it's not the conventional way that you think you would win with a quarterback. Yeah, I, and I 100% agree, and I think most people would be fine with just that. I mean, mm-hmm. that Green Bay game was the one where, okay, the Bucks have something going, and now it's a good thing because they ain't winning that game. And, right. And, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, the wow factor is there. And the good thing is that can happen, and I think it's going to have to be somewhere near to that 
this week, this Monday yeah. night, actually, should say next week, Monday. Yeah, night. Monday uh, night. Yeah, but it gives you hope. It really gives you hope. And I know, mm-hmm. you know Philadelphia is a, a small favorite and all that, but realistically, right? <laughs> if Baker and and you mentioned you know the extra day, uh, I think that could that could be everything. Uh, considering it could interest. be this Monday, week, Monday yeah, could have been the best. Not could have been. I think is the best possible outcome as far as when they're playing the game. No doubt that this week it, it, it really works for them. If they win, not so much. Because here's the thing. If everything goes chalk, right? Like in other words, if all the seed seeded teams, the, the champion division champions win, Detroit and Dallas, namely, because you know, you've got what, the Rams going to Detroit, which is an unbelievable story, right? With Matthew Stafford oh, back in Detroit, just the emotional. Are fantastic. That that's incredible right there. Yeah, and Jared Goff, who was just kind of kicked to the curb, right, and said, "Yeah, we we know you took us to a Super Bowl. We don't want you, right." So, like, both guys are like, "That's that's my ex over there, right?" It's an old country song that I love. That's my that that that's my girl, my whole world, but that ain't my truck. He drives by his old house, and some guys, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and and that's that's going to be emotional on both sides, and a great game. And I and I wouldn't surprise me if if the Rams were to go in there and win, but. You know, Detroit, it, it's first time in 30 years they've been in the playoffs like, or won a division. You'd like to see them sort of continue on. So that's a great game. But if Detroit wins and Dallas wins, which, pff, you know, they haven't lost at home, but Mike McCarthy in the playoffs, it's a coin toss. Uh, they got to play the Packers, right? And so if they win and Detroit wins, the Bucks got to go to San Francisco on a short week. <laughs> like, like they're going to play Monday night and they got to get on a plane and go about five hours, even if they play on Sunday again. You know, it's still six days instead of seven. So it's going to get them on the backside. But, yeah, for right now, and you and you can't advance unless you win this game, it does kind of work in their favor. And people have been like, well, how did they get the, how did they get the Monday night game? Does that mean that the, they, they really want to, you know, they must really want to see, you know, I don't know, uh, Philadelphia? And it's like, mm, no, not really. It's because that. It, you know, all, everything will have been decided by then. They know, in other words, that if the, oh. you know, if, if the chalk teams win, right, they're hosting. So you get down to that last game, and it's, it's sort of like five game that I had not even thought about. That. Yeah, That's it's kind of like okay, genius. well, whoever loses is going to number one. Is going out to San Francisco, or if 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 somebody loses, you know, then they're going to a different. But but like but for in general they'll have all the sort of matchups preset before that Monday night game. And oh, quite like frankly, that. if you're the last team to, to qualify, you can't really cry about the fact that, you know what, the, the answer is going to be, well, get a better seed. You know what I mean? Like then win more games next time because the Bucks are nine and eight and they're, they're, they're in the playoffs and they're a division champ like everybody else, but their record's nine and eight. It's not 12 and four or 13 or whatever. So, you know, that's, that's the way it kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, if you're the wild card, which, you know, Philadelphia is, well, Philadelphia was 10 and one and just went on a horrific skit. You know, the likes of which the Bucks saw at the middle of the season, they saw at the end. So they didn't finish the job. They weren't able to be division champions and they're going to have to take it on the road the whole way. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know, so that's just their fate for not winning the division. You know, you don't get any, any breaks. You know, which which of the teams, which of the West Coast teams would be the Sunday, which would be the last game. I think it's a major difference. Of course, here we are just stamping the Bucks into the next round, but yeah, it would be it would be a major difference <laughs> if they have to play on Saturday, Saturday right. later, Sunday later. Short week and in California. Yeah, that would I, I would think Sunday, but I don't know. I mean, you know, because at that point San Francisco would have been off almost, you know, two full weeks. So they're right. probably chomping at the bit to play again. Yeah. It, it it's all based on television. Well, the television uh, side on the AFC is going to be fun, too. I think both those oh, games yeah. are going to be wild on Saturday. Browns at Texans and Dolphins at Chiefs. Count me count me in, man. Well, except and I not, have, except, not, except I don't have Peacock. So well, mind. I was going to say, well, but see, this is strategic, too. This is genius on the NFL's part because what, are the, what has the NFL learned about Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs? And that is that the Swifties are – unbelievable they've they you know she is like you know pumped up the economies of about 12 countries this year and so you know the the amount of followers that she has brought with her to the nfl and the eyeballs what better way to help your network nbc partner than to make people download and invest in a streaming service called peacock so they can watch travis and his girlfriend um you know taylor swift for one day uh, you know, it, it's genius. Like, yeah, it's not an accident, folks. There's a reason why that game's on on uh, Peacock, and uh, and I happen to have it. So, you know, that's a oh, good, good thing. good for you. All right, so right, at, right after the show ends, you're sharing your password with me. No, uh, yeah, be, absolutely. There's definitely enough places out there that'll have it on, you know, sports bars and whatnot, and I'll be in actually, where are we then? Houston with uh, women's basketball, so I'm, I'm sure I will scout out a place. But you're 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 onto something there with the whole Taylor Swift <laughs> for for how much people pay for concert tickets. <laughs> Peacock's nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just to see you know Tay Tay in the booth for about five or six <laughs> minutes and maybe catch a glimpse of her walking in. I mean, or walking out or wherever she's walking next. I told my uh, my teenage daughter, who's a huge Taylor Swift fan, aren't they all? Um, and she went to a couple of her concerts. Yes, we financed those trips last year. Uh, financed those trips. Yes. Well, one was in Tampa, but that was expensive enough. And then my wife wanted to see her, so they went away. Um, so uh, at any rate, um, I told her, I said, well, you know, the Bucks schedule is out. We can go over that in a minute uh, in 20, sure. for 2024, at least the opponents. We know who they're playing. And when you win, when you, have, when you win a division, <laughs> the downside is you get the other first place teams. In addition to, you know, it's preset sort of what division each division plays. Like the Bucks are playing, oh, I don't know, they're playing the AFC West, right? And they're playing the NFC East, I believe. And so, you know, you're going to get Dallas, Philadelphia, the Giants, et cetera. And you know you're going to get Denver and the Raiders and Kansas. Well, guess what? They're at Kansas City. Oh, wonderful. And I'm like, well, okay, a couple things here, uh, Natasha. I don't know, A, if they're going to be a couple by then, okay? That's like a, there's that's a possibility. A def- that's a definite Tell, you might they, want to prepare her for that not being yeah the they, they're probably like her record is pretty good here she'll make an album about them and i've already got the yeah. title it's called travesty uh oh, and so nice i thought you were gonna go with you drop the ball <laughs> well that would yeah well that's that, that's one of the songs for sure okay. um 
but uh you know travesty you and me and casey like it just whatever uh so, so the whole uh you know there's that and then there's the fact that okay so so you want to go all the way to kansas city and you want to see a chiefs game but you want to be able to know to be there because you know that that Taylor Swift is in, the, in a box behind glass someplace that you may or may not be able to locate with binoculars. What if it's in December and it's 20 degrees? <laughs> like, what are you thinking, man? Is that really worth it? You know? Uh, yeah. Again, that trip's not happening. But the, the Bucks will be making that trip, obviously. So we line up against the whole East, meaning we would also get the winner. The Bucks would also get the winner of the West and the Central from the NFC. I think that's how it works out anyway. Yeah, they get, they, they get Detroit is uh one of their opponents detroit and san francisco then yeah you get the or, you get the 49ers at home this time though but yeah you're playing the 49ers you're playing all the first place teams there yes. in the nfc and the 49ers for the third straight year only this time in tampa so mm. it, it's an interesting schedule they go to the chargers denver comes here um they go to kansas city that's their two road trips in the nfc west i think oh there's a trip to new york to see the giants there's uh philadelphia i believe is is here um, not as sure about the commanders exactly, but it, anyway, you can go to tampa.com and Tampa times and we have sort of who their opponents are. Of course, you got to wait till April to see how they line up, which is almost as important as who you're playing. Um, and this is the thing about, and, and there's so many people that, you know, and it's social media is a tough way to judge humanity. I understand this, but, um, a lot of people are sort of upset, like, well, geez, man, like, okay, we're not picking higher than 19th, so we can't get a quarterback. And then you know, like we got a first place schedule again. Like what's with all these first place schedules? Yeah, because you finished in first place. That's how it goes. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought the goal was to win. And <laughs> and when I say win, I mean not just like wild cards or, you know, brownie points or whatever, but like actually win divisions. And and because the division's not good and your record's not good, it's like, well, no, man, we got to play a bunch of good teams. Like, uh, Yeah, yeah, you do. That's how you, that, that's how you prove you're the best. You know, because eventually, if you want to win a Super Bowl, guess what? You're going to play the best team from the AFC. Like it's that's the Super Bowl, so it happens. Um, but so it's wait just, a second, there's my math and my head as you're doing this, and I agree. You got to go with if you win the division, you get you get to be at home. You're not going to throw away the no. right to be a home playoff team, uh, winning the division, and then throw away the schedule the next year. But right. for that 17th game, I think they play another division winner from the AFC. So. They do outside of the west hopefully i'm sure it's baltimore <laughs> it is baltimore oh my god yeah no that and so you can pretty much bet that both super bowl teams this year will be on the buck schedule because baltimore uh i believe also baltimore i want to say and i could be getting this wrong i believe baltimore is uh here i think i'm not wow. sure but it well, could be if, it's a pretty attractive home it, schedule they make it four division titles in a row it will be truly a <laughs> right, year. right. Like Let's I mean, enjoy this one. Exactly. You're the only NFC team, the only NFC team that has been to four playoffs in four years. Think about it. that's remarkable, right? And the it's only really team in the AFC believe. is the Chiefs. How about the fact that the uh, the East is what is it? Nineteen years in a row, it's not had a repeat winner. Yeah, you appreciate it even more. Goodness gracious! Well, and how so, many times you know, like Kansas City has won that division? I don't know. Gosh, goes back probably as soon as Andy Reid showed up. All right, we got some uh, we got some good USF Bulls stuff to talk about here in just a second coming up. But first, for the past fourteen years, wanted to tell you guys that the skilled pros of May Electric Solar they've been installing solar energy systems now in Florida. They provide 
The most reliable solar equipment, the best insulation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Well, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never some contractors. You know that they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now, May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. Now, that means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar, and it's owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are even allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call this number 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, what do we got coming up at USF now? Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I've been traveling and, and buried uh, as I immerse myself into this football team that's still playing. I get that. I get that. Uh, as you know, uh, I've seen where the USF men are pretty good. Like, they're off to a decent start, man. It's, it sounds sounds promising what they've done with the new head coach. Really? Amir Abdurrahim uh, took Kennesaw State from one win to the NCAA tournament last year. and Wow. He brought three guys in from that team. Chris Youngblood has been the leader of this team and he is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And they had won six in a row, took that to a really tough place to win Birmingham on Sunday and just battled them tooth and nail, had some calls go against them, still overcame a 10 point hole, took the lead. Wow. UAB, UAB did not make a field goal in the last eight forty two, but they uh, made uh, 23 free throws compared to just nine. Oh. <laughs> well, the whistles yeah. were definitely in favor of UAB oh. that day, were they? <laughs> oh, yes. If you follow me on uh, – That well, uh, was Derek Sharp calling that one. <laughs> I, 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 pull, I pulled a couple of those uh, videos, and it was it – was, and, and the best part of it was <laughs> Abdur Rahim's post-game interview with Jim Lighthall, another guy you like. If you – uh, do any podcast, which of course, if you're listening to us, just type South Florida Bulls Radio Network, and you can get all the shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen to his post game interview. He had to bite his lip a couple times. And the best part, and the best part of it is when Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnson, who called up in men's basketball games for us on Bulls Unlimited, say, "Coach UAB didn't make a field goal in the last 8:42." Oh he goes, my! I know, I know. Oh I know. my! That is a joke. The last eight forty, they didn't make a field goal. He had to stop himself, but uh, he's a, he's an outstanding individual, and they're an attractive team to watch. They're back at home Friday against Rice, and between now and then, I actually starting this year have been, and this is a big honor for me, named the host of the new coaches show. So we did it with Alex Golish throughout the course of the year. It's called Bullseye. It's not only on the audio channel, but you can get it on YouTube on Thursdays. And this is actually the first week we're doing the basketball version. So oh wow, the two guys I just mentioned, Amir Abdurrahim and Chris Youngblood will be our guests. So if you guys want to check nice. that out, uh, that'll be on the channel on Thursday. If you don't have Bulls Unlimited, it's easy to get. It's on the TuneIn app. I do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday Bulls Beat show. We have the one that we mentioned with Michael Kelly. That runs on Tuesdays. So if you're listening to this, you can pop over and check that out. And then Thursdays, it's the coaches show, and we do all the – basketball games i will be on the road this weekend for the texas two-step as they play uh rice in texas san antonio so a lot of uh, good stuff happening right now it's it's basketball mostly but 
Positive signs from the football team, the transfer portal. They just picked up a couple SEC defensive backs. And then people were a little disappointed that a really talented freshman quarterback entered the portal. He didn't get much playing time because Byron Brown was so good. But today, Izzy Carter, less than two days after entering the portal, said, rolling back with USF. So, I mean, people don't want to leave. That's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good turn around for not just men's basketball, but, of course, football, as we talked about on yesterday's show a little no, I think the biggest thing is the quarterback didn't leave, and and that guy's a stud, you know. So I mean, if you can keep him here, um, you got something going, especially how he played as as a freshman. I mean, look, Alex. I mean, it's hard to turn things around, man, and yeah. and to do it in your first year and make a bowl, and then you know flatten Syracuse on the way. Um, that that stuff's not faked. Like that's a really really good outcome. So yeah, and it's just um, great to have all the other things around it. I mean, it's not just on the field. It's no, the, you're right. Indoor practice facility and stadium coming campus stadium you walk around the my offices basically and there's 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 more renderings coming but everywhere you look you see these new and improved signages and paint jobs the 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 yingling center and the the actual team so it's uh it's on the up uh, trust mm-hmm. me no it's pretty cool good stuff going on over there i guess the lightning are going to be back in action uh, at home coming up here pretty soon i think yeah, tonight and pretty important little stretch because it's four in a row at home. They've been up and down, mostly down lately, but they got a chance to get it back starting off Tuesday night against the L.A. Kings. And after mm-hmm. that, they will be uh, sticking around at home for more action. They'll play the Devils on Thursday. The Ducks come to town on Saturday, then the Minnesota Wild next Thursday. Chance to really uh, hopefully get healthy. That would be a big thing for them, but uh, move their way into the top eight. It's a place they're they're not at right now. But yeah, they're, they got, they're not. They're not far out. Just a few points out. They got. They got to win at home, and they got to do a little bit better on the road down the stretch here. But they've. Uh, um, they definitely got to make some hay. They get. Other teams have some games at hand too, which I think their schedule turns. They they might have. Um, be catching up on that end too. So, yeah, the Lightning. I think we're. You know, here's the thing. I think we're a little bit spoiled, frankly, with all the all the success. You know, all that winning just goes to your head after a while, and. <laughs> There's been this run where I think the Rays have made the playoffs, I don't know, a number of years in a row, and then and then you've had a World Series in there, and of course, you know, the Bucks won a Super Bowl. The Lightning went to three Stanley Cups, uh, and and won two of them for goodness sakes, and and these teams are still relevant and they're still in the playoffs. And people are like, yeah, but where's where's the trophy? You know, like where's the World Series? Where's the and and look, only one team wins it. Like that's the thing you forget. Like all these sports leagues are pretty competitive. And even the ones, you know, people were sort of upset that, you know, well, they look terrible and didn't score a touchdown. And that's true. They, they, they didn't, and they should have scored more and they should have been more effective, but you know what? Like Carolina has a top, I think top 10, top five defense in, in terms of like how many points they allow, which is what I look at. And they got some real talent on that side of the ball and they're physical and they're hard to move. And it's not easy for anybody to score a ton of points against them. They just haven't done anything offensively because the, their offensive line is bad. They don't have great skill players, and they're trying to protect Bryce Young. And so they run the ball a lot and keep him out of harm's way. But those are NFL players. Like, every guy on every NFL team, you know, they're there for a reason. Like, they're the best in the world. Like, it's not hey, like – <laughs> hey, it. first of all, Carolina, you mentioned their offense. I saw first team to get shut out back-to-back since 08. I know. I know. But, hey, ask – Ask Jacksonville Jaguars fans how they feel about a chance to clinch a spot, and all I got to do is beat a you know well below five hundred team. 
Yeah. It's not a give. It's not a given. Not a given, I not man. I would not no. complain about any aspect of it other than concern about Baker's health, which that would, would be it. Well. That's and that's what you should worry about is like how how whole is the quarterback going to be? Can he function the way he's supposed to? Is he able to throw and move and get out of pocket and do all those things? And if he is, uh, again, you give him a puncher's chance against this Philly team because they they're not playing well. They're, they're they're sort of infighting a little bit. Um, they're not sure what they should be doing or who they should be doing it with. And it's just, you know, it's a good opportunity for these guys to to shock somebody and 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 then move on from there. And you know, that's that's the whole point of getting into the postseason. And and generally, it's a process. Like usually, you get there and then you lose a couple. You lose and you get there and you go another round and you get there. I mean, how many years have they been talking about the Dallas Cowboys, right? since 90 whatever when Aikman and those guys they haven't won a Super Bowl since but every year you know they're going to go to the bowl and every year they don't and Jerry's like I really believe this is a year you know Mike McCarthy like it, it just never happens but they've spent money they've gotten great players they've got good ownership and for whatever reason they're just have this thing they're the Cowboys they can't get over the hump well but you know you got to be in this situation to 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 do that to to win those games and get to the championships and get to the Super Bowl and you never know like I'm not I'm not predicting believe me that the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl or even the championship game but I think what they have done has been pretty remarkable given what they reset and the three years of Brady and all the money you know and the cost for that and trying to thread the needle here and they managed to do it and look uh, you know it's entertainment and you're the only game in town next Monday night. So fans need to enjoy this for whatever reason. Anyway. All right. That's my spiel. Uh, we will be back at the bucks have, uh, actually a day off with the players today. There'll be a bonus practice on Wednesday. We'll probably have a chance to talk to Baker Mayfield, catch up on his health, maybe Antoine Winfield jr. Uh, as well. And then, uh, Thursday is like a normal Wednesday, most weeks open locker rooms, uh, Thursday and Friday. Then they have their, practice on Saturday and uh, walk through Sunday and they'll play Monday night football. So not only is it a, a Monday Baker gets an extra day to heal, but he also didn't play till Monday night. And those hours are critical, you know, cause you get treatment on that ankle all the time, 24 seven and, and uh, they'll try to get him back in safe shape. So hopefully he'll be ready to go uh, sooner than later. All right. Uh, Derek, my thanks to you, man, for sitting in for Steve Burstick. I think he's going to be very happy by the time uh, he comes back tomorrow. He can tell us all about this Michigan game, which, uh, as we leave you, they are comfortably at least up by 10 points in, in the third quarter. But, hey, could have been the greatest comeback of all time. I don't know. But in yeah, any case, if, Washington, if Washington won, sorry for the jinx, Steve. <laughs> that's right. We hussed you. We hussed you it bad. It was fun. Thank you, Rick. Well, I appreciate it. Go Bucks. Yeah, always good. Go Bucks and listen to you on uh, Bulls Unlimited. Yeah, I would, I would advise that. Uh, again, the TuneIn app. It just type South Florida Bulls Radio Network or Bulls Unlimited. Either one comes up. If you want to follow me on the social media. Just get my name right. D-A-R-E-K Sharp is uh, my handle. Thanks for the uh, chance. I always love filling in. It's always great to have you. For Steve Verstick and Derek Sharp, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 